What's going on, everybody? Josh Cook, Vite Media, coaches, quarterback for another week, back and better than ever. Of course, joined by Rico Favors of the Ridgepoint Panthers and Brian Randall of the Randall Lions. Of course, my co-host, Dan Silva II of Vite Media. Uh, well, coaches, we'll get started with Coach LaFavors. Uh, you know, big-time win last week, improving in district, kind of getting rolling and stuff. How do you feel about your team? Do you feel like y'all are picking up that steam right now? I do, yeah. Um, you know, it t- it's taken us a few weeks to kind of find our identity and <clears throat> we between injuries and kind of settling on, you know, who is starting in, in certain positions and things. And, um, you know, it feels feels like and we still got a long ways to go, but we're, we're definitely starting to get in a little rhythm and, and have an identity and, and uh, kids are playing hard and getting better each week. And Coach Randall, for you, you know, y'all open district last week against a, a pretty good Lake Creek team and um, didn't didn't go the way y'all wanted to. Uh, just kind of talk about that one and what what you learn about your football team on Friday night. Just, just ran into a bus all there. They're very well coached. They're way bigger than we were. Like you, it was obvious when you walk up there on the field that they, you know, we just need time in the weight room, and that's that's what I've been talking about. The reality is we're playing five A football with four A numbers. That's the reality, and we got a couple kids banged up and hurt. And anybody knows that if you lose a couple of your guys, it's going to be a struggle. But if you already have limited numbers, and you lose a couple of your guys with limited numbers, well, now you're you're really scrambling, trying to trying to figure something out. We made five teams with three grade levels, you know. So it's just it's just tough. It's tough, but we're going we'll be fine. We're going we're going to compete. The one thing I do know is the boys do not quit. They're not allowed to quit. They don't get to quit, so they're going to fight. They'll fight tooth and nail to the end of it. So my boys didn't quit, and I'm proud of them for that. Uh, Coach Randall, you're now halfway through your first varsity season with this new program. Is there anything about building a program from scratch or this first season that maybe you didn't expect or that was a tougher adjustment than you initially thought? Just numbers, just the overall numbers and how they would affect in this depth. Like when you go out there and you look, so we bring up, I dress probably eight or nine freshmen or eight or nine kids that I think that might make the varsity next year. One to kind of fill in those numbers to where we don't look, we don't look so small, you know, it's just, just so it looked better on the, on the sideline. But just, I didn't realize the impact of not having the opportunity to play down with numbers that are the same, that that would affect us the way it, the way it did, you know, just again, just because based off numbers. But we execute still, and now I think we could have executed everything, and and we probably the outcome would have been the outcome against Lake Creek. You know, they're they're that good of a football team, very very well coached, very disciplined. But um, again, it's just it's just it's difficult in the sense that we don't you don't have the the numbers that the other schools may have. Coach Favors, you guys are three zero since starting zero and two. Um, and you went to a 19 district this year, right? After having an 18, how much of an impact do you think not having that extra non-district game might have stunted a little bit of the growth at, uh, early, early, at least early on in the season? Yeah, um, I guess the biggest difference in our, our opening game was um, uh, and. and you know, normally, like last year, I think we played C. King, so obviously an elite program, um, but technically doesn't count in the district standings and race. So, you know, I, I guess the biggest difference, and we started out with, you know, Hightower and 
and uh, um, so that you know it quickly uh, and Bush and, and stuff. So it quickly you know checks your your oil, so to say. But um, I, I think just that it counts quicker. You know, you, you all of a sudden, and they all count. But you know, as far as district standings and the big picture and getting into the playoffs, um, you know, having that that extra non-conference game does help. But uh, when you go when you go you know one or two non-conference games and then all of a sudden you're playing you know for keeps then uh it, it does put a little more emphasis you know on 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 uh executing and doing things right so and for a team that you know we just uh, had some injuries you know after the westlake game and dixon game and uh just trying to find that that rhythm especially offensively it it, it took a couple of games and and uh you know hopefully we're hitting our stride um i know you guys do spring ball um, and with the with the not having the not extra non district game, would you consider um, foregoing spring ball to get that extra week of practice and that extra scrimmage, or, or is spring ball so important that you you kind of have to have it because of recruiting and everything else? Yeah, I, I just um, I've done the the non spring ball. Um, you know, I, whenever you get take over a new school, you typically will not have spring ball just because you don't have your staff with you and right. stuff. But um, but at Lamar, I did it for an ex. I think I did it one more year, um, thinking that it was good to kind of have that extra. But um, I just think there's so much value in spring ball, especially at the line of scrimmage. Um, and you can replicate seven on seven and, and do some skill things, but it's hard in the spring to replicate <clears throat> the linemen and and finding out what you have and 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 who will you know uh, not shy away from contact and things like that. And for me as a head coach and our staff, we like knowing what we have heading into August as opposed to finding out, you know, in, in August. And uh, uh, so I just uh, – and, again, it, it helps, you know, when the college coaches come by and they actually see them doing, you know, real football and stuff. So. Coach Randall, obviously different situation for you because you're a new program. What are your thoughts on spring ball? And is your, is your approach to it the same as when you were at, like, May Creek and other schools before this? Uh, yes, sir. Now, when we were at, at May Creek before COVID hit, we were not going to have spring ball because we took the job in February. Right. And the only person they let me bring over was my OC. And we were, we were trying to figure out a way to make it happen, but we're still in between coaches and Haley Taylor. We always had it. We always had it. I think I think spring ball is very important, especially to see who your guys are going to be up next. Like your guys that are returners, you pretty much know about them. It's those ones that they have to fill in that gap to where they can get some live reps. And it, it also, I mean, it helps, it helps tremendously in recruiting by getting these kids to the next level. When I ask both of y'all, just a little fun question. Um, when did you all start playing football and what was it initially about the sport that y'all kind of gravitate towards? Yeah. You coach, I know you first. Uh, it's funny. Cause I, I didn't get my, my parents didn't let me play football. Like I didn't get to play football until I was in like seventh, seventh or eighth grade. And I just, I like the fact that you get to hit people. Like I was, I mean, you get to hit people and not get any type of trouble. Um, I always wanted to be a boxer, but I'm, I'm blind in my right eye. So I wasn't allowed to be a boxer. When I played baseball, I had to wear a, a thing and, and football, everybody wears a thing. And I had to wear a visor. So it was one place where I kind of felt normal, but you actually get to, you know, you get to be physical. You get to hit somebody and not get any trouble. So that's what, that's what I enjoyed about football. Coach Davis? Uh, I didn't play tackle football till till junior high, uh, seventh grade. Played flag football 
you know, through elementary and bas- basketball, soccer, you know, baseball, all that stuff. And then uh, uh, was on the B team, you know, through junior high and in in uh, uh, ninth grade too, I guess. But um, yeah, I just I, I didn't play literally tackle football. We just my dad, <clears throat> we we just didn't. Yeah, my it wasn't uh, emphasized, you know, and, and he was a coach as well and, and just wanted to get the skill down and, and, and things like that. So would you all um, if you weren't coaching, what do you all think you would be doing? Or was it was a coach was coaching just the plan A, B and C and D and everything? That's a good one. Uh, Let's go first, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, what's funny is um, I. Uh, my, both my parents are educators and, um, you know, I remember if, if I had a nickel for every time I heard the phrase, we got to wait till payday, you know, and, um, we were by no means, um, uh, poor or anything by anything, but you know, there, the Izod and the guest jeans and, and Jordans and polo was the big brand and all that stuff. And, um, all my friends had it. And so I would say, Hey, you know, uh, can I get these, you know, pair of joy? Well, we got to wait till payday. And, and so because of that, and I loved the life sciences and all that stuff. And I, so I wanted to be a pre-med uh, and be a doctor, orthopedic surgeon and, and work, work with athletes and all that stuff. And so that's what I started out, but really deep down, a lot of that emphasis was because of the money is like, you know, I want, yeah. I want to be able to drive a Porsche, you know, I ain't waiting till payday. If I want a pair of Jordans, I'm going to get it. You know, that was my young mentality. And uh, so I started out pre-med at TCU and, and then switched to, uh, uh, you know, changed my major like three times. And all my buddies were like, you're going to be a coach. And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know. And I went and worked a, a Christian sports camp with youth. And it just kind of was an epiphany that it was kind of something natural to me and something that I fell in love with. And um, so I switched my major, you know, to, to education my junior year. And, you know, the rest is rest is history, as they say. But it's it's definitely something that uh, I, I love to do. I don't feel like it's work by any means, and and you know don't worry about the paycheck and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's definitely I feel like a calling. It just took me a while to to figure it out. So well, it's similar. Mine's similar in the sense that I started when I went to college. I went on a, like I was going to be an ag. I mean, I went to school on scholarship to play football, but I was going to be a um, like an ag. Like I was in FFA my ninth when I was in ninth grade. Ninth and tenth grade, I ended up having to quit in the tenth grade because football and ag kind of it would started butting heads a little bit. That and we picked up and we moved from the Woodlands to Lamarck, so that kind of that changed the whole the whole outlook. Because honestly, I probably would have I probably would be sitting on a hundred acres of land with a, a bunch of cattle, just minding my business somewhere in Brenham, Texas, or Navasota, if we don't ever <laughs> if we don't ever move to Lamarck or whatnot. And I was in the ag originally and. I just, I think that as you progress, I know on my degree plan, I was closer to, to education and dad was in education, mom was social work. So I was like, well, that's what we do. We help people. So I started coaching. And that first year, under Coach Mark Viatri, God bless him, we were at Foster and they used to work the dog out of us. Now, mind you, I'm 22 years old. And I still want to party and hang out with my friends or whatnot. I'm like, ah, we got to work on Saturday. We got to work on Sunday. What are we doing? You know, so I got out and I went and got my master's in order to be an administrator. So I said, well, if I'm going to do it, then I might as well be an AP principal and follow dad's 
footsteps. Yeah. But once the coaching bug bites you, it's no, it's no letting go. You know, I mean, life would be a lot easier if I was a principal or an AP. You know, like it'd be a lot, it'd be a whole lot easier because you just don't. We're frontline soldiers, man. We're in there. We're in the thick. You know, Rick will attest. Like we're we're in there with them. So it's just, it is a calling. It's a true calling. And to be able to call yourself coach and to be in the store and hear somebody say, "Coach, coach," you know, and they're thirty plus years old now. You know, and they got their family and stuff. That is a very unique, unique situation. And to be the topic of discussion at family at dinner time. You know, I think I tell my young coaches all the time, guys, you're you're going to be who the kids talk about at dinner. You know, if I mean, I get times are different now. We don't all sit around a table anymore and have good and bad. (laughs) (laughs) But if there were, you know, or they're in the car eating or whatever, they're going to talk about you, man. So just make sure you're you know, you're doing you're doing right by that's something we really stress. Um, last question for for you guys. Um, what is something you were told either at a young age or in college or even professionally that kind of always stuck with you and was kind of like an epiphany of sorts? Something someone told you, something someone did that kind of made a impact on your life. I'll go back to <clears throat> something my dad told me. Uh, you know, growing up, and it kind of, I guess, helped me. Uh, go to walk on and things like that. But uh, he had said, you know, you never want to look back and say, what if, and um, I, I've used that. I've, I've, I've communicated that to a lot of athletes, you know, that are making decisions um, on, on, you know, what they want to make their next step or whatever. And, and, you know, I always tell them just go for it. And, and because you don't want to look back and go, man, you know, 10 years from now, like, man, what if I would have, walked on? What if I would have gone after that job? Um, what if I would have asked that girl, you know, uh, something as simple as that, but just, um, you know, living, living with no regrets and, 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 uh, and never having to say what if, um, has been kind of an impact statement for me and, and kind of how I've tried to live a little bit. Well, I know. So Montgomery, they have a coach named coach Patterson on their staff. And I didn't I didn't know I went to I went to school with his younger brother. We were classmates where their daddy was a ball coach at McCullough High School. Well, when I was in the ninth grade, ninth, I had to be the ninth grade. I was going to quit. Like I was done with football. I was like, oh, man, I quit. Now, mind you, I used to be guys. I was five foot seven. I'm a driver's license. Now, 16. You know what I mean? Like I was a little dude. And I always thought I was going to be just a smaller guy. Well. Anyway. I go in there and I try to sneak into it. Like I told Coach, hey, Coach Rap. And it's funny because Coach Rap, he's the head coach of the Woodlands now. He was he was the coach there. I said, hey, I got to go to the bathroom because I was I planned my I planned my escape, guys. I was planning my escape. <laughs> so I go in, I put my helmet, my shoulder pads up, I peek down the hallway, I don't see anybody. So then I try to go to the right. And I hear somebody say, Randall, where are you going? And I look back and it's one of the varsity coaches. It's uh coach Coach Patterson. And he's no longer with us, God bless his soul. Well, he pulls me to the side, and we just have a conversation. He doesn't yell at me, doesn't scream at me. He just says, hey, Randall, listen, like we all have our days. Just take today. Take today. Come back and see me tomorrow, and then we'll we'll talk. And that's what I did. I walked home, came back, saw him the next day, and then, I mean, the rest is history. Now I'm, a, I'm an old ball coach myself, but, like, it took Coach Patterson that day, like, to help me realize, you know, it doesn't – and I always go back to that when I see a kid in distress. 
like before I just rip him and yell at him, I always think about how this guy handled me. You know, he, he handled me the right way. And he, again, he had he was a varsity coach. I was a little freshman guy, right. you know, so and he, he, he was always he always treated everybody with respect. He was a good man. Good man. It was neat because, like I said, I didn't know I didn't know his older son was on that staff in Montgomery. So it's, it's a lot of Woodlands ties there. Well, a lot of great stories from uh, both these coaches. I didn't know Coach LeFevre wanted to be a doctor. You know, I can kind of, can, I can kind of see it a little bit. I see, yeah. I see it. I see it. And for some reason, I can really see Coach Randall running a cattle farm out in Brown, Texas. Yeah, I was in the calf scramble, man. I had a, I had a, I had a blue bud pig, and then I had a, a, um, a, a Angus, a black Angus. Her name was Indigo, a heifer. I sold it for like five thousand dollars. Ton of money in that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. lots of work though. <laughs> lots of work to get to that five thousand. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it was neat, man. And we got some kids out here that are in ag, and it's a it's a great thing. It teaches you how to serve. You know, it yeah. teaches you how to serve and how to be a leader, and that's that's important, especially in our world right now, boys. And y'all know this. Y'all know this. We're we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We need to we need to fix some things, guys. We got to fix some things and fix them ASAP. Yeah, I mean, you you talk about ag. You know, growing up, I did 4-H and raised chickens, and it was all about teaching responsibility. You had to go out there. You had yes. to feed the chickens. You had to clean the barn. You had to take care of the chickens. You know, and of course, there was the prize at the end. Yeah, you got a little money here, put in savings or whatever it may be. But it all taught responsibility. And I think that's kind of what. I think high school athletics does too is it's it's teaching you accountability and responsibility and teamwork and leadership and there's so many things you know i think when this was before the pan or this was right in the pandemic this is when i think high school sports had been shut down uh for that spring and you know they were talking about bringing football back for the fall and, you know then there were people on both sides of the fence are like well the safety issues and this and that and I think I put out a tweet and it was a lot of coaches were fighting for it at that time. And I think I put out some on social media. I said, guys, you have to understand these coaches, they're not fighting for this just because they want to go win football games. That's that, that's a, or win a state championship. Now, granted, that's the goal. They're fighting for this because a, they love these kids. They want to see them succeed. And then this is the best thing for the kids to get them in that room, get them in that locker room get them in one goal. And I think that's the great thing about high school athletics. And y'all can attest to this. Just it's more than just about winning games. Mm -hmm. End of the day. Sure. We want to win games. I know y'all want to win games. Nobody wants to go. zero and 10. No one wants to go two and eight or whatever it may be. But this whole coaching thing is way bigger than wins. And I'll let y'all both take that as our final kind of Testament of the day. I agree. I, um, you know, when I was at Lamar con first couple of years and we were, Two and eight, oh and ten, two and six. You know, for the first three years, um, our kids felt like winners. You know, and it 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 um, <clears throat> yes, it would have been nice, been you know ten and zero and all that stuff. But there were lessons learned and adversity pushed through, and and uh, all those kids, including coaches, myself and our staff, or, are better for having to go through that. And um, there is great, great value in coming together for a common goal and and pushing through and sometimes you don't win you know that that's life you know you, you go after that job and 
you know, you, you, you've got this degree and, and you've been working in this, this place for so many years and been successful and you go to, to try to get a promotion, you don't get it. And that's, that's life. And that's, that's kind of what athletics is. You, you, you work hard and you want to be the starter or you, you, you want to make this team or you want to win and, 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 and it doesn't happen, you know? And so just learning to, to push through and, and uh, to keep, keep getting up and keep moving forward uh, and doing it together. You know, I mean, you can go on and on just the, the self-sacrifice and doing it for someone, you know, something that's bigger than yourself. So. Now, Josh, you and Rick, y'all said it, y'all said it, y'all said it all. I mean, ultimately it's about the kids and, and coaching and, I've been nine and zero, and I've been three and seven, and it, it kind of still felt the same way in the sense that those lessons are still being taught to those kids about sacrifice and being a part. I think it's just it's so important to be a part of something bigger than yourself, bigger than yourself. I, it was a reward, like a, an award that, that we started at Ailey Taylor. I can't think of the kid's name right now, but he he used to want to quit every day. Coach, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Every day he would say that. Well, I say, ah, you don't get to quit. I got to be here. You got to be here. Well, the kid, he was. He wasn't a starter. It wasn't like he wasn't a contributor. But he was. He was a guy on the team. You know what I mean? Like he he, he served a purpose, and that was the thing I tried to tell everybody. We all have a place. We all have a role to play. Like, and your role might be sitting over here. Like we're having. A, it might be the comic relief guy. Because Rick, I know you got a guy on your on your staff and or football team that's kind of silly. And he might not serve much purpose, but to be that, because everybody has a role. Where they say the world's the stage, right? So everybody, everybody has a role, and that's that's my biggest thing is getting them to understand. Once you find your role, your niche, then you got to do you. But but you're needed and you're valued. Mm-hmm. And I said something earlier. I wasn't taking away anything from the principals or APs. Don't think <laughs> one second I was taking any. Like they work hard too. They work hard too. But teachers. And coaches, it's a little different because you are you are you are in the trenches, buddy. Like teachers, especially all these damn teachers, man. We gotta we need to love on our teachers more. We need to love on our teachers because so many little jokers come up here to this building pretty tough. <laughs> They're pretty tough. <clears throat> all right. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Coach's Corner. As always, big appreciation to Coach LaFavors, Coach Randall, then the Silva the second. Uh, of course, we'll be back every single week. Uh tune in on our social media at Vibe Houston. And, uh, well, best of luck this week, coaches, as y'all are back on the gridiron and uh, back to work come Friday, Thursday, Saturday, whenever y'all play games this week. I, don't know. I can't keep track of it. But good luck this week. Appreciate it. Look good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, guys.